Welcome, this is Jessica Ortner and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hey friend, welcome to today's episode. I want to mention that from time to time, I like to record over Facebook Live. And this interview was recorded on Facebook Live. So if you'd like to see the video, if that's how you learn best with the visual of the video, you can go to Facebook. Just look me up, Jessica Ortner, and you'll find the Facebook Live right there on my page. And if you're not really into video, then just keep listening here on iTunes. Now you might notice that my voice sounds a little bit different than usual, and that's because on Tuesday, Argentina beat Nigeria to qualify for the next round of the World Cup. Um, As most of you probably already know, I was born in Argentina, I moved to the United States when I was a baby. Um, When it comes to the Argentine culture, soccer is a huge deal. Every four years during the World Cup, we get together as a family and just really enjoy all of the games, not even Argentina. I'm like trying to catch as many games as I can. We were so nervous because they had to beat Nigeria and things were not looking good that for the first time we decided that we weren't all going to get together. We just wanted to be home, um, embrace ourselves for the worst. And in the last five minutes of the game, we got the goal we needed. Argentina wins, and I get a text from Nick, my brother, saying, party at my house right now. We canceled everything that was left on our schedule for that Tuesday, and we sped over to my brother Nick's house, and we had this great barbecue, and the kids were having fun, and it was just such a fun summer day, an amazing surprise, a reminder as to why I absolutely obsessed with the World Cup. And, uh, And my souvenir from the experience is this kind of scratchy voice that I have right now. So anyway, hope you can still understand me great and you enjoy the show. Claire is an absolute gem. It's a fascinating conversation. So without any further ado, let's jump in. So welcome everybody. Today we have a really great conversation in store. It's all about women and power and how to find our true path. We often hear about feminine power and there's masculine power. What does it all mean? We're going to dive deep. And if you are a gentleman listening, still tune in because I honestly think that the messages that you're going to hear today are going to go, going to help people across the board. So let me uh, introduce my amazing guest, Claire Zamet. So Um, Claire, let me just say, let me brag about you for a second before we jump in. So Claire is the co-founder of the transformational education company, Evolving Wisdom, which was ranked 83 on Inc. Magazine's list of the top 500 fastest growing companies. She's trained more women than anyone in the world to awaken their feminine power. She's worked with over 500 thousand women from more than a hundred countries. And she has a PhD in transformative learning and change um, after a decade of researching how women learn and develop at the deepest level. So Claire, thank you so much for being with us. 
Thank you, Jessica. And I'm so happy to be here and to be here with everyone. And I just want to say, I believe you are a role model of feminine power already in so many ways. I was looking at your Facebook page and that your tagline about how you can't, you know, we can't hate ourselves into being thin, shame ourselves into being wealthy, that the foundation for real power begins with self-love and self-care. So I just love the work that you're doing. What you're standing for is real authentic power. And it's a a really exciting opportunity to be able to be here and to dive deeper into this conversation. Oh, well, thank you, Claire, for those kind words. And I'm really honored to have you here. I want to start off with what you call the power paradox. So we all have like this really tends to be a very confusing relationship with power. Nobody sits us down when we're a kid and talks to us what it means to feel powerful in our own lives. So can you tell us a little bit about just power in general? What are we talking about here? Okay, sure. That's a great place to dive in. So um, it started off with my own personal experience. You know, I was a quote unquote powerful woman. (laughs) I wore pants to my prom because I didn't want to be like taken, you know, I wanted to be taken seriously. I was like, you know, I was a powerhouse from a young age. I had a leadership role at uh, a company in my mid twenties. I was managing 50 women. I had my own apartment. I um, had a lot of, a lot of success from the outside. And yet I felt incredibly depressed And I had this ache that just wouldn't go away, that there was some greater possibility for my life and my contribution that I could be living, but I couldn't necessarily create it, even with all of the tools and strategies that I had developed. And, you know, I I went on to discover that, you know, millions of women are having this experience of, on the one hand, feeling powerful, you know, we're the most educated generation of women in history, we're graduating college at higher degrees, we're starting businesses, you know, at higher than the national average, you know, and yet, at the same time, there's this experience of, you know, um, I kind of call it this unsung song syndrome. There's just something more for our lives than we can possibly create. You know, and when I looked more deeply, even though I had a lot of this success, I, you know, I was, I was, I felt alone in my romantic relationship. And um, even though I'd created success and I was in this leadership role, everything had been about supporting somebody else's vision to be realized. And I kind of felt like there was some larger vision within me that I needed to, that I was here for in terms of my larger purpose, but I couldn't get it out of me. I didn't know how to go about creating it, even though I could make so many things happen. So this is the power paradox. And I see millions of women were experiencing this. You know, on the one hand, we feel powerful. At the same time, we feel helpless to create the things that we yearn for. And so I got very curious about what's going on and what is this? And I found it wasn't just me. And I had a center in Los Angeles at the time when I first began, and I began interviewing women about their experience. And, you know, what I saw was even really super successful women. There was one woman who was a rocket, literally a rocket scientist (laughs) who was on my couch, who is like speaking all of these symptoms of the power paradox, you know, to mothers and artists and teachers. It's like, what's, what's going on? So I brought the women together in the community that I was working in at the time. 
I thought, you know, there's something here about power. There's something here about, you know, how we've been sourcing our power. And so we began to explore masculine and feminine power, like masculine and feminine qualities, you know, masculine kind of logical, linear, strategic, you know, feminine, receptive, flowing, fluid, open. And I had a huge aha on the first night of that class that, you know, the power that we have been sourcing and embracing in many ways to level the playing field, the whole way that power is defined in the world is in these very masculine terms. If you look up the dictionary definition of the word power, you'll see to do, to act, to accomplish political strength, force, might. You know, does this sound more like which list of qualities on the board? And so, you know, I began a whole inquiry into this. And what I saw is that, you know, the whole way that we go about creating things, largely in our Western culture, is this very outside-in masculine system where we're setting a goal, we're breaking it down into steps, we have a plan, we get the resources and the strategies. And that's a really great power system if you want to create a certain set of things, like things that are very predictable, controllable, external. If you want to build a house, great to have a plan, great to break it into steps and materials and a crew and you assemble and you have a house. However, the thing that I began to see is that, you know, millions of women, as we, we embraced power, as power is being defined in the world, and it was brilliant strategy to do so. And we've done a lot towards gender equality. And there's clearly a long way to go in terms of women having the same social power, but there's so much momentum. You see right now, it's such an exciting time for women and the unstoppable momentum that's happening in our world. Um, but I think there's something bigger going on than just gender equality that's emerging here. You know, and it manifests as this power paradox because as women have stepped in to achieve and accomplish and, you know, kind of take our place in the world alongside of men, there is actually something even bigger that is waking up, which is the impulse to self-actualize, the impulse to not just have the same success in the same roles that men have had in how the world has been defined. So women, we don't want to have power in the way men have had power. We don't necessarily want to return to, to traditional roles either, even though that has appeal, you know, there's a movement <laughs> towards that now because it's so brutal in many ways, juggling a career and juggling a family. But, you know, we don't want to combine the two in a kind of elusive work-life balance. Actually, the impulse that's happening for millions of women, I discovered, is this impulse to self-actualize, like the impulse that the caterpillar has to become a butterfly. There's an impulse that we're feeling that success isn't just stuff and status or achievement. It's actually fully becoming ourselves. And so here's, here's the tension and the rub with that is that the power system that got us this far, this logical, linear, strategic, make it happen system, you know, Nike is probably the, <laughs> just do, do it, it. <laughs> just yeah. make it happen, push force. Like there's, there's things that you can create with that that are successful. It's good to do, but there's eight key areas I've seen that we're now yearning for as women. And I call these the eight key areas of feminine self-actualization. 
this desire to be um, visible and seen and presence ourselves in the world as we're breaking out of these old roles to have growth-oriented relationships where we're loved for who we are and supported to become the best version of ourselves. We don't just want to get married or have a partner to raise a family. We want to have relationships that support us to become all that we can be. And, you know, we want to discover our unique gifts and our unique genius. And we want to make a living in ways that are aligned with our values. We want to express our creativity. We want to awaken spiritually. We want to be vital and healthy and well and radiant in a way that is authentic and true to who we are, as opposed to being valued by a man or being valued by society. You know, we want to um, deepen our spiritual connection and, and participate in creating a meaningful future for positively impacting our families, our communities, the larger world in some way. Right. So, yeah, these are the yearnings we're feeling. We can't get there with that old system of power. Definitely. And what I like about this conversation, too, is we're not saying that um, masculine energy is bad because a lot of times, like you said, it gets us what we want. Um, but we have both of these things. And when there's not a balance, when we don't awaken to our own feminine power, it's like we're missing this whole other magic almost to make things easier. That's what I'm hearing. Totally. So it's like, you know, the masculine system is like a Ferrari, you know, yeah. and it's great if you want to get from San Francisco to Napa, like it's a really good method of transportation, right? And like, it's, it's, you know, phenomenal. Like it couldn't be better to go on this sort of short, fast trip and get there. But what if you want to go to London? <laughs> a Ferrari is not going to really get you there. You need an airplane. So it's kind of like that, you know, right. that, that, that our destination has really transformed. Our North Star has changed. What our aspirations are, are radically different to the aspirations of our grandparents, you know? I mean, that's why having this conversation now is so essential because we're really one of the first generations, maybe, maybe the second, I definitely come from a working mom, but everything's really new. When you look at the history of mankind and this transformation that women are having to want to um, have kids, if that's what they want and, or, and have a career and feel like they can be fulfilled uh, we're not taught how to kind of reach this potential where we feel self-actualized in a way that works for us, which can be different from someone else. Um, so my next question for you is a big one. Um, so take it in any direction you want, but how do we begin to tap into, to awaken our feminine power? So I'm so glad you asked that question because when I saw all of this, that's exactly what I wanted to make my mission. You know, what is a system of power that enables us to co-create, to manifest and create these things, you know, in these eight categories. And what I discovered is um, it's first and foremost, it's a radical shift in orientation for, you know, the process in which you're creating things. And then there's three specific, I like to call them power centers that you can unlock to create with a feminine system. And what I thought might be fun and valuable for everyone today is to take a deep dive into this kind of orientation shift so that everyone can have an immediate experience of it and have something to take away that you can apply that's going to be valuable right now. Yes, so, please. 
Sign me up. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, so, okay. So let's jump in. This is my favorite thing (laughs) is actually having an experience and jumping in. So, so um, think about something, you know, so this is for, for you, for all of us, for me, this is the same process I do with anything I want to create because it's like these old structures of this outside in system, they're hardwired into our brains, into how we think and how we orient. So think about something that you want to create in your life that you might have been struggling with up until now, you know, um, and um, imagine yourself having, having that thing in your life. You know, if think about the thing that you want or you want to desire that you ha- desire to create. Think about what that is. So my guess is that you're going to see a picture that's outside of you somewhere in the room or the future of that thing that you don't have. Okay. Right. So, so that's, that's how our whole orientation is, is that it's something out there that's not within me that I then need to um, that I then need to create a plan and strategize to be able to figure out how I can get. Now, this is not specific to you. This is our, how our cognition is wired. And it's the default every time that I go to, or we go to, but you know, that is creating with a masculine system. So then you need, you think about then, okay, what's my plan and my strategy to get that? (laughs) And how do I break it down into steps and use discipline and willpower and, (laughs) and execute that plan. So, um, so what I'd like to do is invite us all into where we can begin to activate a feminine system, which is actually inside of us and by connecting to our deeper desires and deeper yearnings. Because most of us, here's the thing, most of us, I'll share a little more context about this before we do it. Most of us, we're setting goals and we're thinking about things that we want, that we certainly deserve to have. We're doing it from our mind or we're doing it from a place of um, kind of panic and emotional reactivity where we feel it in our bodies. Like we're turning 40 and we really want to have a family and I need to manifest my soulmate now, or I'm in massive debt and it's like, I need to launch my business now. And so there's kind of, you know, the the places that we've been going kind of in the system have been, um, you know, strategy or kind of reactivity and, you know, to create and to, you know, there's a place we can start and source what we're creating that's actually going to make it, I think about 10 times easier to manifest and create because you're creating in partnership with a much deeper intelligence and energy in life and in the universe. So let's all try this together. Um, So you can see that thing in the future, delete, delete, (laughs) it's outside of us. And again, let's, so let's take our inner, our awareness deeply inside our own bodies And I want to ask you the question and everybody hear the question, what is it that you most deeply yearn for in this area of your life? What is it that you most deeply desire to experience? What is it that you most deeply desire to express 
in this area of your life, the thing that you're wanting. What is it that you most deeply desire to create in this area of your life through having what it is, the things that you desire to have? And see if you can breathe into and feel the yearnings and the desires And then ask the question, you know, is there any, anything else other than this that I more deeply yearn for right now in my life? It could be in the area of relationships. It could be in the area of love. It could be in the area of uh, prosperity. It could be in the area of spirituality. It could be in the area of impact. And so it's a shift it's a shift from thinking about it to actually listening to yourself. So asking the question, what is it that I most deeply yearn to experience, to express, to create, and listening? And then breathe deeply into the desires. And if there's any difficulty accessing or feeling the depth of desire, usually that's, an, that's a sign that possibility has been shut down. There's something that's blocking us from being able to connect. So if that's what you're feeling or experiencing anyone who's participating along with us, I would say you can amplify this by just stepping deeply into just for a moment, step into having the experience of all of life being organized around your success knowing that you can just let go, you can let go of control and you can allow yourself to be fully receptive and turn towards and feel with yourself the depth of what it is that you desire. And welcoming it, like breathing into the desire like it's the fragrance of a deep of a rich red rose, the fragrance of that desire. Okay, so did you have an experience of feeling connected to something? I did. It definitely felt different than before when it was an image. Right. I was a lot more aware of how it physically made me feel. So I, right. I felt more, more present in my body. And I think um, a, lot of, a lot of worry melted away because I think before, so I'll just get personal for a second. I, I yeah. was thinking about, um, I obviously have a baby coming in October. It's a huge life change. Yeah. Um, and so I know that there's, um, I'm faced with a lot of decisions of how long do I take off? When, when do I come back to work? What does work look like? You know, just managing that. And I'm, I'm a planner. So I like to have everything. I I'm very good at getting to that masculine energy when I need it. And there's so much that has to just flow in the situation to see, like, there's so many things that I can't decide until I see, I know what kind of baby I have. I know how I feel. And when I pictured kind of the yearning, um, of, of feeling like I could still 
be a mom and creatively fulfilled, it kind of, for me, it moved away the worries of having to figure it out right now. And simply, simply all I needed to do was hold on to being clear on what I wanted to feel like. Yeah. Okay. So this is the most powerful starting point to create and manifest at this level of self-actualization, right? So, you know, because you're wanting to create something that is the potential of the experience of your relationship with your baby, with your new family, and like the potential of what that can be together, right? So this is the most powerful starting point for anything that we want to create on that level to um, to get to. So I want to just share one more step that you can have an experience of right now. So go back to the yearning, go back to the desire. So the shift is, this is not something out there that you need to get that's like lacking and strategize and figure out. This is a potential that's inside of you that is seeking to come out into the manifest world. Can you feel that? It's like, it's not out, it's actually in you seeking to come out. And so the next question is like feeling this desire and this potential for the experience of connection and closeness and flow and, um, you know, empowerment really of your whole family in this process, feeling connected to what it is that you're desiring to create, connecting to your own inner wisdom. What's your next step in being able to bring this forward? Letting go of thinking and moving in and strategizing and controlling and just purely moving into listening and receptivity. What's your next step to be able to create this experience? And listening. And just notice if there's any deeper access to wisdom or insight that you get. Yeah. Do you want me to share? Sure. Yeah. We're all on the edge of our seat now. <laughs> um, I, I think what, uh, first, first of all, I love that. I love that exercise of being like, you know, instead of thinking like, what's the right answer, but what do you hear? What do you feel? And for me, what I heard was I'm not doing it alone. And yeah. so there's so many women that have come before me. So what I was hearing is just ask questions. Yeah. Like even though maybe there are certain steps I can't take now, but find other women who are, who are going through a similar journey and yeah. learn from their wisdom. Powerful. Okay, great. So, so, and then suddenly, and now, and so then the next step is like, take a step towards that, take action on that and keep connecting to the deeper desires, listening, being receptive. See, this is, this is what it is to step into co-creation at the deepest level. It's a potential that's within you that's wanting to come out and you're deeply connected to yourself and your own inner wisdom. And as a result, your attention is in a different place and you're letting go of control and you're letting go of strategizing and you're moving into receptivity, which enables you to access all of your intelligences, the wisdom of your mind, of your intuition, of the larger relational field, and so, you know, it's such a shift in orientation and what starts to happen is you get into this experience of flow and synchronicity and you reach out to somebody and then they have a resource for you that's exactly what you need 
that saves you 20 hours of research on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's this nonlinear, very synchronistic flow. So, so this is the, you know, the foundational shift in the process of creation. If you want to create at this level of self-actualization, you know, that so many of us are feeling. I want to have this experience again, obviously like <laughs> taught us something that we can do on our own. So what I'd like to do just to make sure I completely understand it and the listeners kind of grasp it is I I'm hearing three steps here. Yeah. So the first step is to, instead of visioning something outside or in the future, notice what it feels like, actually breathe into your body, feel grounded and notice the feelings of the desire, which the desire might actually transform when you're in that state of... Right, exactly. Well, you get clear what it is. So the question is, what is it that I yearn for? Or what, what is, is it, it I yearn for? yearn for in this area of my life to experience, to express, to create? And that's an important question because you can't answer that question from your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And like it's also it's like... <laughs> Like what would, what would society want me to do? Or what, right. do, what does everyone else think I should do? It's like, what do what I, do I most deeply yearn to experience or what to do express I or to I hope create writing this down <laughs> in this area of my life? What is it that I most deeply yearn for? And then, you know, ask the question, is there something else that I most deeply yearn for? Mm, I love that. Because here's the thing, and this is an important thing I want to just, so you know what, let's finish the three steps so that everyone gets those super clear. And then I want to make a comment on this particular point, because it's so important to underscore. So what is it that I yearn for? What is it that I most deeply desire? Um, And then again, obviously, is there anything else I desire? And then I think I'm remembering the third point, which is wondering like what like the wisdom, but I tell us the second well, one. <laughs> so the second one would be to step into imagining that all of life is organizing around our success. So imagining that even without us taking, like in this moment, things are lining up to make that happen. Completely. And that you can let go of control. It's just the second step just allows us to let go and, and feel, feel the desire. Exactly. And feel supported in that. Okay. And then the third step is opening up to wisdom and asking. Yeah, what's my next step in being able to bring this potential that's inside of me out into my manifest life? And you made a really good, great point earlier about how a lot of times when we want to make a shift, we decide from a place of panic and stress. And so from that place, we start to strategize or we start to think of something, but it's completely skewed by the emotions that we're feeling, but when we're feeling centered and supported, I can imagine that people find greater visions for themselves or more clarity than they did ever. Well, exactly. Because there's something that's even more important than that thing that we want. And that is to fully become ourselves. And that is to actualize our higher potential to become the women we came here to become, to express our gifts, to have thriving relationships, to feel like we are living this sense of destiny. You know, I say destiny, it's the destiny of an acorn to become an oak tree. It's the destiny of a rose seed to become a rose. That's the deepest yearning is I want to fully become myself and have an outer life that reflects the inner possibilities that I sense. So here's the thing I've really found about that is that 
when you actualize one area in these eight categories, it catalyzes all of these other areas to come forward. So I'll give you an example. So I was doing this when I first started working with these principles. I really understood the power of them as I was discovering them. And I, in my mind, I was like, okay, time to launch my coaching practice, time to get some clients, time to make some money, time to do, 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 do. But I would do this exercise. And what I would feel is this deep yearning for love, right? And so this is, and so, and so what I want to say is if what you're up to is self-actualizing, you need to create from your yearnings not from the agenda of your mind because it's not a linear process. So I surrendered and I said, okay, I'm going to focus on this area of love. And I really kind of deprioritized career and I kind of focused on that. And it was this incredibly magical process where I met my now husband who I'm celebrating my 11th wedding anniversary this Saturday with. It's Congratulations. And it was such a critical turning point for him and his life. Like if I hadn't if I hadn't listened to that and prioritized that, I could have missed meeting him in this, you know, it was like the time for it. And it's like a part of me knew that. And so I stopped overriding and turning away and I let that lead. And as a result of meeting my amazing husband, my whole career got catalyzed. He catalyzed me in my career in ways that were so much bigger than I could ever have imagined or gotten to by myself, right? So you kind of see that sliding doors moment of creating from strategy, creating from my mind and the future that created versus creating from receptivity and connection and listening to myself and kind of in this way that's aligned with, with feminine power. So I love that. That's amazing. Well, so you've given us some an amazing process that we can do. And I know that there's so much more. You have a great webinar. Um, and I'd love to hear a bit about the webinar because this is free and people can dive even deeper with you. Well, so this is back to the rest of the process. So this is the fundamental orientation shift. But then to to navigate and create successfully with feminine power all the way through to the things that you want to manifest, I found that there's, I call them power centers. There's three key areas of power to be able to unlock that enable us to overcome the barriers uh, that exist at this level of self-actualization. So this is what I'm going to be going into with a deep dive and walking people through this exact process of unlocking feminine power from start to finish and the, the different power centers. So the first power center, just to give you a sense of an idea. So you can make this shift and be co-creating and be stepping forward in your inner wisdom. But then what I found is what happens is we hit these upper limits of what we're able to receive. So, you know, for most women creating at the area of self-actualization, our barriers are not so much external, they're internal in terms of, you know, the old stories that we have about who we are and what's possible and whether we're worthy and we're not enough, you know, if we're enough or it's not safe to be visible and seen. So in a feminine system of creation, the first step isn't necessarily going out there and trying to manifest and create, but it's to transform and break through these inner barriers to receiving what it is that we desire. 
And so um, the first power center really gives us access to the power to shift the root of these patterns and begin to show up in a new consciousness that's outside of them so that we can create and receive what we desire. So there's a whole process I teach to do that, to unlock that first power center. So we're cleared of inner obstacles to receiving what we want to create. The second thing is deepening into being able to um, kind of distinguish our own intuition and most of us, right? Because most of us, we can access it in an exercise like this for a moment, but to be able to, um, you know, deeply navigate, see the things at this level of destiny, they're not necessarily things that we can even put on a vision board to know that that's what we want to manifest. Like I just knew that there was some greater possibility for what I could contribute, but I couldn't have set a goal or even put on a vision board, me teaching feminine power to thousands of women as that's my destiny. And I need to create a plan to create that right in terms of, you know, and, and this is really true for women. I would say that the real possibilities of our lives are 10 times bigger than our own perception of what's possible. And we're yearning for them, but we can't necessarily see them. So it's, if you want to go to New York, it's easy. You book a plane to New York, but with our destiny, it's like, I want to go somewhere. I don't know what the destination is. <laughs> and then you have the whole people do the whole, like, you have to find your one passion. And then you feel all this pressure to feel like, right. You can't, you can't actually find your purpose by yeah. figuring out what it is and creating a plan to get there. So, you know, a de- a, and so what it is to create. So the second power center enables us to form a deep and unshakable connection to our own intuition, to a higher power in ways that we can become an incredibly powerful co-creator and be continuing to take the next step and take the next step and create in this field of synchronicity and flow. Because guess what? There's an intelligence in the universe that's bigger than us that we can partner with And uh, when we step into that flow, you'll find that in the area that you're creating, there's things, you meet the right person, you get given the right resources, the opportunity shows up when you're in this receptive and open flow. So the second power center enables us to do that. And the third power center has to do with being able to um, step into manifesting at the highest level, playing our biggest game, which is expanding our capacity to give and receive support. See, in our masculine power paradigm, you know, kind of, if, you know, and, and this is a real thing for women that somehow it's parents, you know, if we need support, that's a sign that we're not worthy of being supported because we're weak and we're insufficient if we can't do it by ourselves. But actually, the truth is that to manifest and create at this level of self-actualization, you actually need support from other people. You can't do it by yourself. It's one of the taglines for feminine power is you can't become yourself by yourself. You know, that manifesting and creating at the level of destiny, it's a team sport. And so the third power center unlocks all of our barriers to being able to receive and to partner and create. Because guess what? When we think of manifesting and creating, an image, I don't know what happens for you, but I see like Samantha from Bewitch. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how manifesting works. The man, like things come to us through the gateway of our connections and our relationships with others. Like that's how the universe manifests is through a field of relationships. 
Yeah. And so if you're closed down and shut down and blocked off from being like in this larger field of connection, you can't actually powerfully manifest and create. So the third power center enables us to develop that ability to be able to create and receive through this larger network and field of relationships. And when you have this approach and you're through your inner glass ceiling, you're co-creating, you're in this larger field, it's like you're in a fertile garden with the soil, the sunshine, and just what is within you just naturally emerges and comes forth in a way that is often kind of breathtaking in the, the magic of it. Right. I love that. You know, I've, I've known that, but I don't think I've ever articulated it the way that you did that, that in order to um, get the guidance from the universe and to be open to opportunities, it's through our connections yeah. it's through connecting with others, whether it's connecting with a podcast that gives us an idea right. or speaking to a friend, but it's being by ourselves and you know, right. That way there's, there's not a sufficient sense of power to be able to manifest at the level of self-actualization. So, you know, if you think about what you want to manifest and create and ask yourself, how many people are really holding this with, you know, are supporting me with this. If the answer is not many, or I'm by myself, it's like you have an insufficient kind of resonant field around you from which you can truly manifest and create and succeed at this level. Right. So well, opening, yeah, we're going to expand that outward. Yes. So I can't wait to learn more. Um, guys, sign up for this webinar. It's free. It's so good. Um, the, if you're listening to us live on Facebook or the recording, we have the link right there in the comment section. And if you're listening on the podcast, we have it in the note section, the tapping solution.com forward slash notes. You can find that link there. Um, Claire, I have two questions. Now I didn't tell you about this. So okay, that's fine. <laughs> I love I have, questions. <laughs> I have two questions. I like to ask everybody. Okay. Um, the first question is, what was something in your life that when it happened, it felt horrible, but it ended up becoming a big blessing? Hmm. You know, I, I would say, um, I would say, I was going to, I was on a trajectory of being engaged to a boyfriend. I'd been in a relationship for several years. And um, right before our kind of engagement, a whole series of horrible things happened where my life just totally fell apart. And including like, you know, this thing happened and he just kind of came to this realization, like it wasn't right to, for us to move forward. And it was just a lot of, it was like, you know, huge disappointment and so many other things like my teaching partner at the time became a rock star. His band was picked up for a national tour. My dog was killed. I mean, it was, it was horrible, truly horrible. And I, you know, the relationship ended and um, my housemate sold our house kind of unexpectedly. And so within several weeks, I was from having this great life. I was sleeping on a blow up mattress on my parents' living room floor. <laughs> and it was horrible. I mean, the amount of emotional yeah. pain I was in was just so horrible. But I was like, okay, I can't change this. This is happening. So, you know, how can I make the most out of this? And you know what happened in that moment that altered the course of my life? I heard a deep voice that I recognize as an own inner wisdom that said the gift of things falling apart is there's nothing holding you back from aligning your life around something higher. And it was in that moment that I made the decision 
to really get the best mentoring in the world for my gifts, to really, you know, take a stand in my life to contribute as much as I could. And as a result of not having the relationship, the business, all of those things, I was free to follow my path and move to America where my whole destiny unfolded and the work that I'm doing now and truly the person I was meant to marry and my life would never have happened without those experiences happening to me. So I love that. I mean, I, the reason I asked this question is I feel it's so important to, to trust life that sometimes yeah. these things that seem so horrible at the time, if it's, it's hard to know in the moment, but now I feel like in my life, even when I'm having a hard time, I know enough to say somehow good will come from this. Yeah. Somehow things will turn out. So thank you for sharing that story with us. And my last one is a lot more playful and pretty silly. Um, But the question is, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Oh, do I have to pick just one? The first one. <laughs> That's a tough decision. Okay. The first one. Just the first I was one. Watching, well, maybe because I was watching a video last night about these giant owls. I would be a giant owl. And why, why would that? Um, because I think it would be amazing. Because I think, you know, the owl to me represents, you know, kind of wisdom and presence and depth, um, but also can like, you know, be perched above above things, holding the biggest possible perspective of what's happening. So that's kind of what I like to do in life. And I see the owl doing that. I love that. A lot of people say birds, and I think I need to do a new rule that you have to specify what bird, uh, which bird you want. Cause that, the reason I love this question, it's just a playful way to see what people like value and what they what inspires them. So I love that description of an owl. So thank you, Claire, for playing along and for sharing your gifts with us and helping us expand our greater visions. Um, This was wonderful. And again, let me mention the link is here for the webinar, guys. Check that out. And, um, and until next time, Claire, I hope that I have you again on the show. Oh, I'd love to be on the show. I love this. I had so much fun being here today and such a great opportunity to be able to share this, what, you know, what really was the key for me to be able to step into the life I have now. And I'm so excited to share this with as many women as possible. And you're just amazing in the work that you're doing. And I'm so excited about this next stage of life and motherhood and family expanding and just sending you lots of feminine power and energetic support over the months ahead. So thanks so much, much. And guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Take care. Bye, Claire. Bye-bye.